Hello, beautiful souls. Thank you so much for tuning into Heal, Grow, Love. This is Tiffany, and it is super late here. I couldn't sleep, so I got up and recorded a podcast episode for you guys. Um, this episode is about parenting and um, some of the things that that I've come to see as patterns and I don't know, just some of the things that I, that I've come to feel more so as a result of sessions and helping people to heal their childhood trauma than from my own parenting experiences. And I share about why that is in, in the episode. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's kind of an expansion from a brief question that someone, that, that Scarlett had asked me during her podcast when she was kind enough to interview me uh, for her podcast, Seeing Both Sides. Um, and we briefly touched on it, but I really felt like I wanted to elaborate on it. And I feel like I could probably talk forever about this subject because it is something that I work with people constantly on um, it is something that that we that comes up and it's really fascinating the way that the way that you know we can carry childhood trauma with us even over you know this the things that are very common and happen most days to you know or at most times in a child's life and how deeply they can really affect us and and just some things to be mindful of as parents as moving forward and how we can try not to fuck up our kids. I mean, with that being said, I'll put a disclaimer. I think it might be part of our job too. I'm not totally sure. Um, I mean, it's it, and and I will also add. I truly believe that, like, as children, as our, as our children are incarnating into this world, they do choose us. So trusting that they chose us as parents to allow their soul to learn the lessons that they need to learn is important um, or at least it's important to keep a little bit of that in perspective but it's also important to allow ourselves to grow and to learn and to do better constantly I think that's our duty as as humans as, as beings here right is to learn and grow and heal and embody more and more of love and that's that's what this podcast is all about it's about healing our traumas our triggers our programming our beliefs the stuff that's holding us back from being a full expression of our self um allowing ourselves to grow into that full expression of ourself and allowing ourselves to embody more love than we did before because we are beings of love that's you know literally what we're made up of is like I don't know stardust held together by the glue of love or the energy of love I'm sure it's more complicated than that but at the same time it is also as, as simple as that so yeah anyways there's um at the end of the episode I talk about a few opportunities to work with me I do also also always offer sessions I today I was truly blessed to and and I was reflecting on um I did a session with with a beautiful soul who I've been working with quite regularly um every week and it's been just such an honor to watch her dive deep into 
her healing path, her path of healing, growing and embodying love. And I was also honored to do a session with a couple today, which is, you know, they're, they're two, two very different things to work with one person as well as to work with a couple. And I'm just so grateful to be able to do this work that is so beautiful and purposeful and amazing with such beautiful and wonderful souls I don't could I use the word beautiful more maybe I'm not sure but um I truly am like just so grateful to be able to share whatever I can to use my gifts to help others on their path of life and all of the people that have crossed my path have been such amazing beautiful people and I'm just so grateful so I do do private sessions um, as well as at the end of the episode I'll share a few opportunities for classes and things like that Um, so anyways I ask you to listen with an open mind and an open heart like I said I feel like as soon as I publish this episode, I'll probably think of a million more things that I wanted to add and share, and I will probably continue to do so. So consider this an open love letter or an open conversation from my heart to yours. And thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, and guys, also make sure to listen to the end, the very end of the episode. That is where I share a pretty funny outtake of when you're trying to record your podcast and you're outside of the beach with your children. It's pretty funny and a perfect little way to tie up this parenting episode. So a little while ago, um, I was on a podcast, I had the pleasure of being interviewed by Scarlett, who has a podcast called Seeing Both Sides. I highly recommend it. Um, Yeah, it's excellent listening, lots of different interviews with all different walks of life. And um, as her and I are both mothers, the topic of parenting came up and I kind of wanted to expand on what we maybe touched in a little bit and just share a little bit more. Um, I am definitely not a parenting expert. I actually tried recording this episode while I was at the beach with my children, and I will add in a couple of um, a couple of the mishaps or the. I don't know. I'll, I'll let it in a couple of moments that happened while we were while we were there at the beach as evidence that I am definitely not a perfect parent. Um, and then maybe a little bit more of what parenting really looks like. Um, but what I have come to understand really isn't so much from my own parenting experience because, I mean, kids are constantly evolving and changing and growing. And I'm not sure that we'll really know how good of a job that like that we've done until they are grown. Uh, We can hope for the best. And and I, you know, the only true advice that I give any parent that I would ever offer is to listen to your heart and, and try your best because 
at the end of the day, each child is so different. Each family is so different and they come to us for a reason. So trusting that your way is the right way or that, or being open to giving them the love that they need in the way that they need the best to the best of your ability is all that's really important. Um, but with that being said, I do have the privilege as well of working with people all the time um, and feeling into how most of our main things we would consider to be issues or most of our main challenges, programming that like and and triggers and the things that swirl through our brain on a regular basis are programmed into our subconscious when we're children. And then it seems that we spend a lot of years trying to undo that programming and allowing ourselves to move forward in the way that we want to. So it can be yeah, it's, it's just, it's actually really fascinating for me to see this and to try to apply it as best as I can um, to my parenting style. And so what had come up on um, Scarlett's podcast was actually I shared a story and I spoke about the importance of loving our children more, of how children, you know, as we've gone through the years, you know, at first it was, you know, children needed discipline and they needed to be taught all these things. But really what children need is love. And I'm going to elaborate on that because I also truly do believe in boundaries and, um, you know, learning and teaching and demonstrating respect and kindness. Um, but I do want to share the story that I shared on her podcast. And I share this story frequently when I think about parenting because it is easy to share. Um, as I was contemplating sharing this idea with you and I was thinking back about how many times I've shared it and I hope that the lovely soul um, who who this was, who the story belongs to truly um, is is grateful for me to be able to share this. Um, and the reason that I choose this one is because when we're really talking about energy and we're trying to express, like when I'm trying to express the concepts that come to me, sometimes they come to me in very clear, audible, like, like, like the guides are speaking to me. Sometimes they are showing things to me. Sometimes I'm having strong feelings or inner knowings. And most of the time, it's a combination of all of those things. So it's trying to really express in our English language the way that energy works. It's almost like trying to untangle a ball of Christmas lights. It's like, you know, a little give here, a little go there. And it it's not like you just pull it straight out and it comes out in one beautiful linear fashion. Even if you try and put it away perfectly, somehow in that box over the course of the year, that that it get it gets tangled up in a way that you know requires a little bit of finesse, a little bit of patience, and um yeah, it doesn't just pull straight out. Whereas this story is quite simple. So 
the story goes, um, I, I was working with a woman who is just an absolutely beautiful soul and someone who I feel very lucky to call a, a close friend. And um, she had, for years and years, like 10 years, I think she had said at that point, had been to see different types of healers and practitioners and kind of came bumped into a really similar issue with this very closed heart chakra or very closed heart space and and that resulted and reflected in her life in um not really being able to accept love into her life and feeling kind of unworthy or I'm not sure if that's quite the right word but really not allowing herself, not allowing herself to receive and accept love from others. And some practitioners, she'd never really been able to get to the bottom of why this happened, of, of what what was going on, of where that trigger truly traced back to at its very core. Um, and some, like the severity of the way that this showed up in her life, you know, some practitioners had even thought that perhaps she'd been sexually abused by someone who was very close to her as a child. Um, and when she, when we began working together, and I think this was really just a matter of having a deep connection and trust with each other, and also being ready to dive into what this was. Um, it came up really naturally in a session. Like I, I actually didn't know about her history with with that until after we kind of discovered it, and and she told me she elaborated more afterwards. Um, but what came through to me really clearly was I was brought to this moment of her as a child, where she was sitting on a slate, um, fireplace ledge kind of a mid, mid-century fireplace ledge that if you're around my age, you probably grew up with or a friend had one like that. And she was about three or maybe four years old, very young. And her parents were standing over her and they were yelling at her. She'd been in trouble for something. And this is probably something that's happened to each and every one of us probably something that many of us have done to our own children, reprimanded them in some way. But what happened here energetically and in her heart was that it was a moment where she had felt unconditional love from her parents and it shifted into conditional love for her parents. And in that moment, as a tiny child with a tender heart, she blocked it off in order to protect herself and and struggled to ever open it again and until you know she was much older and, and we began working together and and she also is you know has been on on her own journey and works with many different modalities and, and is quite committed to her own growth and practices, which is so beautiful. 
Um, but I tell this, I love this story because it is simple. And often when I tell it, people can resonate with it in some way. It's, it's very easy to understand and it makes sense. And then, and so when I say that children need love more than they need discipline, what I mean in that is that when we are like, I, I, I think that where, where we get really muddled as parents is that we can be reactive. So rather than allowing ourselves to use moments to truly teach our children, and this is not going to be all of us and it's not going to be all the time, but I'm sure that it is all of us on occasion or many of us on occasion or sometimes, you know, and we're all, like I said, we're all doing our best and navigating. Um, but feeling into like, like, am I disciplining my child or am I teaching them? Am I guiding them or am I reacting in a way, right? Because children will challenge the fuck out of us. Do not get me wrong. I am not saying that this is an easy job. And I... I also think it's not a job that we could ever, ever prepare ourselves for because our children will know exactly which buttons of ours to push and how to, like, like they just figure it out. They just know because they're, you know, our flesh and blood, right? They, they understand us in a way that is different than anyone else and we understand them in a way that is different than anyone else. And at the same time, we have zero understanding of each other because... You know, obviously, from their frame of reference, they can't understand the responsibility that we carry. And from our perspective, it's hard for us to remember all of those parts of being a child and how those moments when they're upset and we're, and it seems, and it's about something that as an adult we would consider so silly is truly like a, a huge, massive deal for them. Right, it, we don't often switch shoes that way, but it's important because we need to allow them to feel and express themselves so that they can continue to feel and express themselves throughout their life. And we need to allow ourselves to set healthy and safe boundaries and to reinforce them when they're crossed in a way that's done with love. We can create boundaries for our children and for anyone in our life for that matter with love rather than with fear. The fear is reactive. It's where we get so frustrated and angry by this little tiny person standing in front of us doing whatever it is that drives us crazy. And often if we were to step back and look at this whole situation, you know, it, it would be silly. Like, like, why would we ever be that reactive to a child, right? Like, you know, if we were watching, watching those situations with someone else, we would be able to see it in an entirely different perspective. But there are moments where we get caught up in it. And I think that's important. I know one of the things that I practice and I've been practicing since my kids were little is when I do get really frustrated 
with parenting with you know trying trying my best and it and 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 then them being them their own self because really that's what happens right we're always just kind of compromising with these tiny humans um but i would i would tell them i'd be like you know what mom is really frustrated i just need a minute and I would sometimes like step outside or step into the bathroom or like remove myself from the situation. And I always felt like that was an important thing to do for them because they also need to know what to do, right? We have to set these good examples of, you know, we, we can't like get mad and send them to their room every time that they upset us, especially when we're trying to teach them not to get angry and frustrated with others or, you know, we can't yell at them when we're saying, stop yelling at your brother, <laughs> right? Like it, it doesn't make sense. We, we set a lot of parenting often involves a lot of those kind of paradoxes where you're getting upset with your children for doing exactly what you're doing in that moment. You know, they're throwing a fit and having a tantrum and then you get frustrated and throw a fit and have a tantrum, but you, you know, you're the adult, so you win or something like it's, it's all so silly. Right. And we've all had those moments, um, hopefully fewer of them than, than more, but that's, that's what I mean is, is like if, if we're allowing ourselves to program with our, or to parent with our old programs, then we aren't really doing any better right? And we can all see where we've needed to grow or we've struggled and allow ourselves to find a better, more balanced way. And I think that is really continuing to parent with love and compassion. You know, it must be so frustrating for children. One of the things that, that I've thought about is is around that age, you know, three to five or six years old when when for kids like as a baby this this is the one thing that that always really struck me as well was you know as a baby your baby burps (laughs) and you go oh good girl or good boy you know like oh good burp and you praise them and praise them for burping, for for their bodily functions, right? And then all of a sudden they get a little bit older and that switches for them. All of a sudden you're like, that's rude, say excuse me. And how confusing it must be for a child to receive those different messages. And, And those are kind of the simple things that I think, you know, we can review and and look into how we're communicating with our children you know are we saying like oh you know that like like you know that's a perfectly normal bodily function some people do find it you know when when we're out in public you say excuse me or I don't know I can't even it's actually pretty late right now I can't think of a great example for that of, of what you would say instead but you know allowing yourself to continue to guide and teach and really think of it as as like a guiding and teaching position as opposed to parenting which I don't think you understand the challenges of until you're in the midst of it because it's so much more than parenting right it's all of the care and the time and 
the balancing and the planning and and wishing like you know wishing that there was more time to be more present but I guess I mean that's the other thing that our children need the most I think is our presence and I know that as a parent we can't give that to them all the time because there are things that we need to do and there are times where we need to make dinner and there are times where we need to you know get things done around the house or go to work or whatever it is. But the importance for the entire family to have moments where they're present together is vital. And it's not only vital for your children, but it's vital for you. If you are one of those parents who feels guilty about not spending enough time with them. Consider, like, even if you don't have a lot of time, making that time the best time. And not the best, like, you know, doesn't have to be the funnest time. You don't have to go all out. But allowing yourself to be present with them and and to create time where they were they need where they have your complete attention and you're not allowing yourself to be distracted. And I know as a parent that's really challenging as well because it's overwhelming as fuck being a parent sometimes and you just need to like take a breather or check out. I think that's why you see so many parents on their phone a lot because they just want to break. Like they're just looking for the, that break. But I think that when we're really feeling that we aren't necessarily feeling the overwhelm of parenting, but we're feeling the overwhelm with all of the jobs that come with parenting, not so much the actual being present with our children, because being present with your children will literally energize you. It will lift you up as well as lift them up. It will give you more rather than, than take away. And when we're falling into kind of those bad patterns of, oh, I just need a break, whatever that is for you, it could be a substance, it could be, um, I don't know, yeah, I, I think the phone was a big one. I remember, I remember like, as a kid, parents, I'm not so sure about my mom, but I remember like, like this idea of like parents always being on the phone, you know, talking to their friends and, and stuff like that, and it's... Yeah, it's it's kind of yeah, it's kind of funny to reflect on that and see where and how people are just taking taking those breaks and we definitely need breaks. Um but also like creating that balance because like I said that time of being present with your children and getting lost in a story or you know a game of whatever, you know, dinosaurs playing in the jungle or whatever it is, it will pick you up and re-energize you. And it will provide so much more connection because that's what humans need is connection. Connection and love. I mean, it's not, it really isn't complicated or it doesn't have to be complicated. Or at least the concept of it doesn't have to be. I know the execution is a process and a practice, just like everything in life. 
No one is an expert in it and no one does the right thing all the time. But when we can allow ourselves to increase our awareness, when we can listen to our children, when we can notice when we're being reactive and when we're reacting out of our own fears and triggers and shit rather than rather than acting out of love i think we do a better job and i think that that's how we raise humans who aren't quite as fucked up as we may have been or you know as our parents generation may have led other people to believe or led other people to grow up in a fucked up way. Oh, it's getting really late. I actually couldn't sleep. So I got up and recorded this and, um, it's kind of nice though. It's spring break right now. So I am home with my children, spending lots of time outdoors, lots of time being present together, breaking up lots of fights asking my son not to say poo every other word to come up with something new. If you have any suggestions on that, and as far as parenting a five-year-old boy goes, please let me know what's worked for you. I am pretty sure that it's just a phase that we're going to let run its course. But if you know something more than I do, please let me know. And I think that's the other thing is like, you know, allowing ourselves to grow and learn constantly and to change and shift and, and to be open to that. No one like, well, okay. So I am a Reiki master, but in order to become a Reiki master, I basically had to undergo like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days, seven full days of training over the course of a year basically. And I practiced lots in between and everything like that. But, you know, even when I teach Reiki masters, I teach that like to be a master is to be open to being a student and open to learning constantly. And I think, I think especially within Reiki, but also within parenting, like there's only so much, um, that we can learn academically, you know, we, we can try and understand a foundation, but then everything else comes out in the practical application, right? Just like in life, we can learn so much. An engineer can engineer all he wants, but until he has his hands building whatever it is that he's building, he won't actually know if it's perfect, right? Like, it's all about that practical application in life and the practice of continuing to grow and allow yourself to evolve. And I mean, we're in such unprecedented energetic times of growth and change that I think it's also important to really, yeah, really keep our hearts open and our minds open to receive new insights to follow our heart above anything else. If something doesn't feel right to you, if someone says something and you're like, nope, maybe that worked for you. I don't think it's going to work for me. Like trust your heart, trust your gut above all else and act with love rather than react with fear. Anyways, I hope that this reached you with an open heart and an open mind. I hope that you found a few little nuggets of gold in there. And 
I'm, I would love to hear feedback on how you guys feel about parenting, things that have worked for you, how you continue, how you, how you find your way and navigate your way within that. Um, and yeah, if any of this resonated with you, I would love to hear about it. Um, thinking about what's coming up, I do have a Reiki level one class happening on April 5th, which is the Easter Monday. Um, and I have room for one or two more students. Actually, I could probably take two more. Um, but that could fill up really quickly. So if it's been calling to you, level one is a beautiful tool to learn and really dive deep into your own self-discovery, self-healing, um, your own practice of Reiki with self. And then level two is coming up, I believe, on April. Ah, I should double check this before I actually tell you guys. Um, oh yeah, because it's April 11th and 14th. So it's a two-day class. Um, 10 to about 2 o'clock each day. Um, depending, I have room for one more student in that class. Level two really does dive deep into um, the emotional and mental healing of our energy bodies. And this is um, definitely like in level one is kind of introductory and exploratory with yourself. And level two is preparation to become a practitioner with others. And it really do does dig into deeper, more intense energy and um, a deeper clearing path for yourself, a deeper, um, you know, we, we grow with each level ourselves. And so it opens you up to that as well. But it's interesting because I taught a level two class a little while ago, I think in the fall. And because so many people have been through so much this year, it seemed like it actually went a lot smoother. It didn't seem like it was quite quite so painful for everyone because we have been on such a journey. Um, and then the other event I have is a Reiki practice or a Reiki share. This is going to be on March 29th and it's an, really an opportunity for any level of Reiki to come and practice and share sessions and like receiving like you'll receive a session you'll give sessions and it's just an incredible way to connect with other people and to practice and um, grow your own skill set and your own comfortability in that and then a wonderful friend and I are doing um a dance event so this will be um, like a silent disco style, you'll have headphones and you'll be led through a musical journey and that'll include dancing in nature as well as meditating and connecting with um, our the tree spirits that are around us and opening up to their messages. And I'm just so excited about this offering. We haven't quite figured out the exact location of it. It will be outside um, and... It'll be beautiful. So if any of those are calling to you, please contact me right away and we will get, um, we can get everything sorted out, get you all registered. And I just want to say thank you so much for tuning into this. From my heart to yours, I'm sending so much love. Thank you. 
And as promised, here is what it sounds like to be a mom. Care for ourselves and give ourselves permission. Yeah, bud. Okay. Is she doing anything dangerous? Yeah, she's cutting nature. She's cutting nature? Yeah. Were you cutting nature too? No. I was only cutting that building. <laughs> Not as in nature. <laughs> no, but you were destroying someone else's property? Yep. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to wrap that up right here and now and let you listen to this. I'm probably going to make something more formal and official. One second, bud. Mom, she's never shared in her life. She has never shared in her life, according to Ben. Anyways, I'm going to wrap this up now and uh, hang out with these guys. And I will create something a bit more formal, but I might just let this go because it might be kind of funny to listen to. So, um, so much love from my heart to yours. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and take care.